0: Love Talk Radio. Spirit,
1: I am. (laughs) Thanks for asking.
0: I am too. This is Tracy and Leslie, and we're the hosts of Say Yes to Spirit, a weekly show designed to encourage you to stay on your spiritual path, to define that spiritual path, and to walk that spiritual path all the time. And this week our theme is Christ
1: Consciousness.
0: Yes, Christ Consciousness. And um, Leslie got really excited about that theme, so I can't wait to see what she has to say about it and what maybe some of you have to say about it. So please feel free to dial in with your questions or your comments or your observations The dial-in number is area code 347-850-1523.
1: And you know, last week we were talking about work, and I was not excited about that topic. Not until the show was almost over. (laughs) Then I started getting more excited about it. And I was like,
0: oh, this is a good topic. That's true,
1: that's true. And and the idea of work and staying in Christ consciousness, whether or not it is work to stay in a state of consciousness that is... um, an aware or an awake state um, is the thing towards the end that uh, caused me to say we just need to change all of the topics and do Christ consciousness. In fact, I think we've talked about consciousness, consciousness, and then Christ consciousness. And so I'd like to talk about the difference between the two if there is any difference. Because it's interesting, just since I started going to the Center for Spiritual Living, have I heard the the idea of Christ consciousness? I've not heard that in any other... Setting, so I would be interested to know if that's a something that's just specific to um, Center for Spiritual Living or Science of Mind, or if it's a more universal topic that I just had not heard of. Mm.
0: But
1: but uh, but my theory is staying in Christ. Con- look, you're looking at me like it's a lot to do in an hour. there a lot to do in an hour. Oh no, I'm looking at you like oh this is going to be interesting. Because <laughs> I'm thinking it's not. It doesn't have to be work necessarily. I think sometimes there is a element of action that it takes to stay in Christ consciousness. But uh, connecting it back to last week, I don't know. I'm still not convinced that it takes work. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: and so, that yeah, if anyone's listening who did not listen to the previous show on work, we kept, uh, things kept going back to, (laughs) does work, is work a synonym with effort? And is work automatically hard work? Or is work just what you do in the world with joy and passion and you know, all of that? And so a lot is a lot depends on how you define and relate to the word work, you know, whether
1: mm-hmm.
0: both for last week and even for this week as we talk about, you know, is it work to experience Christ consciousness? Um, So that is not a completely dead topic for us, as we can see. Anything else from work last week before we um, take a little
1: break and then jump into Christ Consciousness? You know, I did uh, did think that I couldn't get rid of the idea because you had said clearly for you work was not necessarily effort or difficult. And I was very clear that work had a very... A connotation of being difficult or hard, and I tried to get out of that all week, and I haven't. <laughs> when I hear the word work, I still think, "Oh, I don't want to do that." I don't, you know, I don't want to work. I don't want to wash the windows. I don't want to struggle. I don't want to struggle. Work
0: and struggle are, in my mind, that that's the definition that says work is struggle, mm-hmm. or work is punishment, or work is. Um, You know, it's all on the heavy side. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, and I realize that I don't define work that way, and I realize that the majority of people do. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm in a general conversation versus talking about my own experience, Mm -hmm. then it's easy for me to translate the word "work" into effort, struggle, mm-hmm. things I don't want to do, or things that are hard to do, right? Uh, because I know that is more the common, agreed, accepted upon. It's the way that it is used in our society anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't really struggle too much about it, but yeah, Gosh. I would I would not describe my my experience
1: that way. And it is, because it's interesting, and this will talk jump into a little bit about this week, because last week I was trying to kind of shift my thought on work, and that, to me, is the element to getting into Christ Consciousness, of shifting into that state of Christ Consciousness. But not to get too far ahead, we should now take our little break and come back and talk about Christ Consciousness. five o one five two three welcome back to say yes, I always want to say just say yes to spirit, but it is say yes to spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path talking today about Christ Consciousness. Had you heard the term Christ Consciousness before you came to the Center for Spiritual Learning, Tracy? Yes. Um,
0: so I think in most New Thoughts, so Unity Churches,
1: mm. Religious Science, thought Science
0: of, of Mind um, use it, but also it's used in some of the Eastern traditions so even oh, in Buddhism, okay. you'll hear about, um, or Hinduism, you'll hear some references to Christ consciousness, the consciousness of, of Christ, of spirit. So I think in in any tradition that, you know, when you get beyond the religion and the guidelines of that particular denomination or faith, and you get to spirituality,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where people don't talk about so much the. You know, it's not even arguing back and forth is, you know, are we followers of Christ? But surely the consciousness of Christ represents those, represents the consciousness of God and that Jesus walked that consciousness in his life on earth. And so that I think, you know, it's like when people talk about, Buddha nature. They're not yeah, talking part of Buddha about nature. Yeah. Buddha, but the, the nature. How, as you talk, as you mentioned, that element of action. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to know or understand. It's something else to live it. Right. And so that, that Christ consciousness of living, consciously choosing to speak to people to walk through your daily life in a way that reflects God mm-hmm. is a consciousness that Christ had.
1: And so... Or that Jesus had. And, you know. Right. Because it's not... It's, it's speaking more in terms of a moment-to-moment expression of my choosing, not so much... It's like... A, for me, it's a... It's a real kind of test test is not the right word but you know it's a good thermometer of how I'm doing with how I respond or react to the situations around me. I uh, think I'm either responding or reacting out of a state of Christ consciousness or out of a state of fear or out of a state of anxiety or lack but when I'm in that kind of state of Christ consciousness there's definitely a different way that I respond or react to my circumstance. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of my way of knowing where I am on the scale of complete Christ consciousness or, you know, complete (laughs) Leslieism.
0: I love it. Um, When I was taking uh, the Bible class with Reverend Dr. Petra, and I've mentioned this before, but every week as we were studying the progression and the stories in the Bible, Uh, One of the lines that she used a lot um, was that here is another place where culturally as well as individually people had to choose God or not God Mm. and that the whole journey to spiritual maturity is about choosing God or choosing not God. And that Christ consciousness is what you experience and how you live your life when you are choosing God. When when you are faced with choices, uh-huh. which every moment of every day, right, you know, in every conversation you have and mm-hmm. every decision you make uh, for yourself or for the way you interact with others, is Really, you know, in the big picture, a choice of am I choosing God or am yes. I choosing not God? Yes. God as I understand it to be, God as I understand, um, you know, it to express, then am I choosing to be that way and express that way or am I not? Right. Right. And so the journey to Christ consciousness, One of the questions I had thinking about this yesterday, knowing we were going to talk about it, was: Is Christ Consciousness a destination, or is Christ Consciousness yeah. a journey? And you know, and I, I didn't really come to an end point with that, mm-hmm. but I, you know, my kind of my first take on that was well, it's both. You know, the destination is out here, uh, you know, out here, out in the future somewhere about, oh, if I'm living this all the time, I will have achieved Christ consciousness. But in the moment today, when I am at a meeting later today, or when I return a phone call later today, I am in that element of choosing, as I go along the journey, to live in a state of
1: Christ consciousness. Yes, I think it is both, and and I really believe that, like, second to second choice, and it's really one of my big quandaries is when there's all sorts of different ways to interpret the idea of Christ and when when or or God and, and. when I say I'm trying to live in Christ consciousness or do the godly thing or what would God do or what would Jesus do or what would love do, the little wristband idea, um, it's curious to me because a lot of times people, in my thinking, do things outside of love, saying that it's in it's God's will or you know they're they're acting on God's, um, uh, they don't use the word consciousness but God's desire or God's will. And so it's always, I feel kind of a twinge when I'm around people that I don't know, that we don't have a common language when I say, you know, I try to really work moment to moment to be in Christ consciousness because if their interpretation is different, if they have a, a different interpretation of Christ or a different interpretation of God, then it's like I think somehow that can block communication and can set up a situation where I'm trying to, explain, you know, my christ consciousness always responds in love, you know, or, you know, always responds in oneness or wholeness or unity or, or you know, cooperative, cooperative living. And, um so it is an interesting topic for me in a lot of ways because it's so diverse in, in terms of it, it. it plays to people's definition of Christ, it plays to people's definition of consciousness. And like you're saying, Is it a destination or a journey? Is it something that we get to when we get to heaven? You know, can we only get to that when we get to heaven? Or can we do it now?
0: Yeah, and absolutely what you just connected me to was that, yes, if you are a part of, if anyone is a part of a faith, a religious faith that says Christ, you know, follow the Ten Commandments and Christ, Jesus was an example, and Jesus is the Christ, and Jesus was sent to earth specifically to die on the cross, Mm -hmm. to be a model and an example, and then to die on the cross so everybody else is saved. And you say, I want to have Christ consciousness. I mean, that's really an interesting thing, because the Christ consciousness of how you live your life is great, but there's still that element of, and you, if you're doing this, you will be persecuted, you will be misunderstood, you will be crucified, mm-hmm. and you will, if you are walking in Christ consciousness, you will, you must have the burden of carrying the cross, meaning you are going to, you know, have to basically deal with that process. And so that's interesting because, yeah, that's just a whole a whole other level of the uh, suffering piece mm-hmm. that we haven't, suffering, that would be a good topic for a future show,
1: <laughs>
0: that we haven't talked much right. about that. Christ consciousness, I could imagine some people right. interpreting Christ consciousness as I am pious and I must suffer.
1: Right. And so I feel like I have to explain, that's not what I mean, <laughs> well, as I say it, you know. Yeah, no, it was just the whole idea of, um, hmm.
0: Um, this article is, I I am have holding an article that really is about the Course in Miracles, oh, uh-huh. and consciousness, but this one paragraph um, kind of relates to what we're talking about. The Christ Consciousness is not just for Christians. The Christ Consciousness, the Buddha Consciousness, the Krishna Consciousness, God Consciousness, and the consciousness of all religions are all the same thing. Many people have a lot of negative programming behind their religious upbringing so it's important here not to get caught up in the words or semantics it's also important to understand that whatever religion or spiritual path you're on i suggest you keep it and and so that's the end of the quote and i think it does remind me that you know when we talk about those two words christ consciousness that it Is for me Mm -hmm. going back to how do you choose to live? How do you choose to show up? Mm -hmm. And the consciousness of Christ is really the consciousness of living, Mm -hmm. expressing in all you do and say the
1: love of God. Right, right. And you used that, you did a series during February of, gosh, it's almost been a year now, where you did a love series at the center and you had the little catchphrase, what would love do? Mm-hmm. You know, we had the, what would Jesus do? But um, that, to me, is more how I experience Christ consciousness, is what would love do? What would, you know, in this moment when, you know, I've got 17 items and the guy behind me has one item in the grocery store line, you know, what would love do? Well, probably that the guy with one item, that's pacing, it's tapping his foot, obviously wanting to get in front of me, let him go in front of me, instead of instead of not, or You know, what would love do when the guy cuts me off in the freeway? Would he speed up and try to cut him off or shoot him the finger or honk the horn? And so it's like in those little droplets along my day, I don't really think, for me, when I think about consciousness, it's not like, what would I do when my friend comes and asks me to pray for them? It's not like, what would I do when I have a choice of, you know, big choices? It's the little tiny choices that somehow I... Interpret in my life if I'm living in Christ consciousness. It's those little tiny itty-bitty seconds in the day That's what I'm That's what I'm focused on when I try to choose Or to choose my choose my my reaction or my day or my response. I have a a do- motion actually called daily choices So let's uh, I can read that and see how that plays out with our choice idea My cell phone alarm went off and I opened my eyes. I looked out at the grass. It looked greener than before. It looked like it was lit up from within. I took a deep breath and remembered everything does look different after I meditate. During the last year, I made daily meditation a very important part of my experience. I remember years ago, I was very disciplined, reading an Al-Anon daily devotional book, journaling every morning, and meditating. One day during that time, someone at work asked me why I was always in such a good mood. I said, I get to choose good mood or bad mood, so I just choose good. At that time, it really was just that easy for me. Today, I wondered what happened to all the years in between that time and now, years when I made different choices. I have a hunch God stays the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, not changing back and forth. This morning I understood the choice I make today needs to be made every day or years from now I will think back to the day the grass seemed to light up from within and wonder what happened to all those years in between then and now. So for me, that really does, it surmises it for me because I mean, I can really, at 48 years of age, I can track back my life when I had a daily practice and how things worked for me because I made a choice to do the daily practice and then I made a choice to let the person with one item in front of me. I made a choice not to react in anger. I made a choice, made a choice, made a choice and life was heavenly and I was happy and people thought I was on drugs when I wasn't. And then, you know, I made different choices and forgot to meditate, didn't journal, didn't walk, didn't do anything spiritual, maybe showed up to church, maybe didn't. And, you know, it's like everywhere I went, I stubbed my toe, I had a car jump in front of me and I'm screaming, you know, I'm I'm angry because I can't pay my bills, you know. It, it is really evident when I look back at the patchwork of my life, it's evident in the times that I had a daily practice how smooth went for me, how smoothly my life went. And how easy Christ consciousness was, and then when I didn't have that daily practice, you know I couldn't find Christ consciousness if it knocked me on the head, right? <laughs> and it probably it felt like did. That. It was trying. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it
0: was. And instead of you feeling the knock on your head as a knock from Christ consciousness, you're like, Why am I getting <laughs> so beat up? That's right. That's it.
1: What's That's wrong it. with this? So unfair. Right. Yeah. So do you connect a daily practice to being in in Christ consciousness? Is that something that um, do you think is required? Required is not a good word, but does it open the path? Does it open the door?
0: Well, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I don't think I ever thought about it that way. But what I do, and I guess my immediate gut answer is absolutely yes, I agree with that um you know i think the daily spiritual practice is i believe daily spiritual practice is is required i mean and i see that as the connection with with god and with spirit so that yes as i go through my life i know i'm divinely guided guarded and protected and i know that i am um also responsible for being the example of that the example of spirit, the example of God, and the daily practice keeps me grounded in that and not wrapped up or wrapped um, wrapped up in human consciousness. You know, interesting, human consciousness, God consciousness, Christ consciousness. Um, And I don't know that I necessarily made the direct connection with Christ consciousness, um, but yeah, it's it is it is connected. It is connected. And I um listening to the devotion you read, I and I remember when you wrote that and and it make it makes it seem seem like a no brainer. Yes, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm meditating every day or if I'm getting up and doing a devotional reading every morning before I get out into the world Or if my daily practice is to, you know, take yoga at lunch to quiet my mind and recenter with my body so I can deal with whatever's going on at work all day. Or if my daily practice is at the end of the night, a gratitude journal and Mm -hmm. keeping track of, oh, you know, yeah, it was a hectic day. And these ten things I'm really grateful for Mm -hmm. so that I... You know, whatever your daily practice is, yeah, I think that does help to ground you mm-hmm. in the way you
1: want to be in the world. Do you think everybody has the same want to be in the world? No, no, mm. I don't think yeah. that.
0: I just have consciousness in the world. Yeah, I I think that. Well, and we already talked a little bit about it. Some of that depends on how you interpret what God's will is for you, which we're going to talk about in an upcoming show about destiny. Destiny.
1: hmm And um,
0: and your perception about suffering is is part of your, you know, there. You can't get out of the world without suffering. Now, I believe you cannot get through a human life without exposure to pain, fear, all of those. But, but, but suffering choice is you know much more of a choice. Am I going to go through this? Am I going to experience it? Yes. Do I need
1: to suffer because of it? No, not necessarily. So. And you know, I think so so many times, um, you know, again it it comes back to choice and we talked about choice a lot in every different show. We'll talk about spiritual practice and we'll talk about choice. And I do think that is the, the, the magic bullet to to everything for me personally is remembering that I have the choice and how I rea- react, I have the choice and how I respond. And, you know, to make that conscious choice. And I love those. How many years ago did they had the, you know, what would Jesus do? You know, you put that on a bracelet. What would love do? What would Jesus do? What, you know, Christ consciousness do? And so it's a constant reminder. And I love any kind of little uh, trick or tip or, you know, idea that I can kind of get myself with a sticky note on my rearview mirror. You know, any kind of little thing I can do to remind myself to do what I already know to do that I don't necessarily, you know, automatically do 24-7.
0: Yeah, sometimes
1: it's so much easier to do what I don't
0: want to do because it just kind of happens, and then I go, oh, that's not really how I want to show up in the world. Right, right, right. Next
1: time. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so. Hmm. And it is an interesting thing. I, I had somebody talk a long time ago about responding to my body how my body feels and getting to know how my body feels and and when i do something really selfish or really out of Leslieism, um i'll get this little thing in the back of my neck and and i've like at the point like said oh, shut up you know i like you no, don't i don't want i don't want to know what i'm doing i just want to do it you know but it is interesting because i think that we are designed to live in a christ consciousness i think that you know the the deck of cards is loaded in our favor. God is on our side. There is everything all around us pushing us to the next best thing. And so when we slow down long enough to really, you know, understand that and embrace that and believe that, you know, it's uh, it's fascinating the the links that, that I have gone to in my life to to avoid that good.
0: So there's a verse in the Bible in Philippians that says uh that talks about the mind that Jesus used. And so I think it is interesting when we um talk about Christ consciousness, you know that the there is so much wisdom in the Bible that all faith practices use and and all the Abrahamic faiths anyway, Judaism all the all the aspects of Christianity and Islam, you know, all are founded on the same stories around the Abraham, Abraham and Abraham's descendants, and then they, you know, split off at different places. But they also all three acknowledge the example of Jesus, and so Ernest Holmes refers to that particular scripture, the mind that Jesus used, and and says, um, you know, it refers to the mind that Jesus used as this means the mind of God, and then quoting Ernest Holmes, to have the same mind that Jesus used implies a power which is available to all and may be used by all. The mind which was in Jesus Christ was the mind of truth, with a capital T. Hence, he became the way, But we are also to become the way, and this can be accomplished only when we use the same mind that Jesus used, which is the mind of God, end quote. And so the idea that, you know, we've each been created in the image of God, which is, you know, across many different faith faith practices and religious beliefs, um, you know, is, Partly about, yeah, we have access to that same mind in the choices we make. And Mm -hmm. I agree with you. It goes back to the choices we make in how we show up in the world. You know, if we really all
1: really dived into that quote right there and really understood that we have Christ Mind, we have God. We have the the God of mind, the the mind of God. I mean, that was just like flips. everything. I always, I'm just always kind of stunned by that fact that that if you know, if truly I lived every moment of my day in that knowing, which I absolutely believe, I mean, everything shifts. And I had an experience over the last week. I traveled to visit my sister, and I have, up until now, as we're saying at the Center for Spiritual Living, that's a new phrase that I've heard people talk about, but um, have had panic attacks on airplanes, and uh, as I was driving to the airport to leave last Thursday, I was preparing myself for my panic attack, (laughs) and then I... I uh, I was trying to, you know, get gum and, get you know, word games and get a magazine and get a newspaper and anticipate all the things that when I'm having the panic attack, what might help soothe me having the panic attack and trying to, you know, place someone next to me that would be user-friendly to my panic attack. I did have one girl one time, a college girl that was very sweet that let me hold her hand <laughs> during one of my panic attacks. So I'm serious about this. I have a history, a long history of panic attacks on planes. And um, so I'm driving to the airport Thursday, and I had the thought, or the thought came to me, I don't know how to define it, but Leslie, either you believe this stuff, I'll say stuff on the radio, or you don't. Either you are one mind with Christ, or you're not. And if you are one mind with Christ, you don't have panic attacks. That's not consistent. You know, you're not... The plane goes down and you're one mind with Christ, you're good with that. That's okay with you. That You're not worried about that. You're not worried about what you leave behind or who will feed the cats or how lots will go on. You know, so really in, they have this saying in 12-step programs, you know, either poop or get off the pot. You know what I mean? Just decide. Are you going to do this? Are you going to believe this? Is this going to be who you are or not? And And choose. And I tell you, I did not have a panic attack on the way up. And then it was funny because my nephew and my niece and my sister, when I was coming back Sunday, they were all like, okay, Leslie, now have you gotten your books?" because, you know, it's a family ordeal about panic attacks, right? (laughs) They're they're texting me. It's okay. And it was so interesting because I thought, no, I'm not going to have any more panic attacks. And, And I had... And it was really quite turbulent on the way back, and they had to have the stewardesses sit down and stuff like that. And I struck up a conversation with the woman next to me, but I didn't go into that full-blown panic attack. And I kept reminding myself, I mean, really, either do this, believe it, act like you, you know, act like you say, walk the walk, don't just talk the talk, or shut up, you know, or just shut up. Just go live in fear, but don't, don't keep your feet on both sides of the fence. This is just stupid. And it was really a nice sight. What a great demonstration. It was interesting. It was interesting.
0: It's a good thing I didn't know this before today. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? Yeah, I'm not sure, but I, 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 I just have the sense that it's a really good <laughs> thing that I didn't know this before today. And to hear it as a past story
1: yes, yes. that
0: no longer has any
1: power over the way you live your life is just fabulous. It's interesting. I mean, it really is interesting to me that it's, you know, again, it goes back to that choice. And if I'm living outside of Christ consciousness, well, shame on me. You know, that's my choice. And that's just silly. That's just, a, it's just a, not where I want to be. Silly but common. Silly but common. But not common for me anymore.
0: <laughs> yes. So let's take a little break and come back and finish out the show. Welcome back to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path, hosted by Leslie and Tracy. And today our theme is Christ Consciousness. What is it? How does it work for you? Um, What does it mean? What does it not mean? And we're having a quite delightful conversation
1: about that. So, Leslie, do you have another devotion? I do. And this one goes, because Christ Consciousness, when I think about it, the shift of having Christ within, I was real good for 15 years with the al and the 12-step idea of the third-step prayer of being God worked through me. and so very, I lived a lot of my life with a very clear understanding that I was like a conduit, mm-hmm. and I had this image of this light coming in through my head, and then this light poured out through me and talked through me and walked through me, and I was really... I had that down really well, and then somebody was definitely God up above from the heavens, shining down through me and so then recently in the last few years, I'm getting this idea of Christ consciousness within me coming within out. It's kind of been a different journey for me, and so, um, I wrote this devotion around that. It's called God Within Center for Spiritual Living, Saint Rita Catholic Community. Preston Crest Church of Christ, Korean Baptist, St. Mark's Catholic School, North Haven United Methodist Church, Preston Hollow Presbyterian Church, Park City's Baptist Church, Highland Park Presbyterian Church, Preston Road Church of Christ, First Unitarian Church, Third Church of Christ Scientist, Park City's Presbyterian Church, Holy Trinity Catholic Church, Oaklawn United Methodist Church. Chesler United Methodist Church. I passed each of these spiritual centers on my 16-mile ride home tonight. I was a bit dazed by the sheer number. As I admired the beauty of the crosses against the dark night sky, I realized I have spent much of my life looking for God in man-made structures. I have also looked to the people within those structures, the sermons, the classes, the dogma, the mantras, the readings, the prayers, the rituals, anywhere, everywhere I have sought God. I I know God is in everything and everyone, but these last few years I have shifted my search to within. I have a hunch God has been patiently waiting for me to shift my focus from out there to in here my entire life. As I focus inward, everything I sought outside is found, and this discovery changes everything on the outside." I like it. Huh. But do you think people look for Christ Consciousness outside, like in a church, do they seek, like when we say, live Christ Consciousness? I automatically in my mind think I've got to live from within out but I'm wondering if some people that might be listening or or there might be some idea that you know I've spent a lot of my life too looking for the Christ consciousness out there that I could learn it I could get it I could be taught it or the idea that it's Christ it's
0: Christ consciousness is what Jesus had and I can't have that because I'm I'm just human right I'm, I'm the best I can ever be as a sinner and so I can't have the same consciousness that Christ has.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in that case, then it, it would be natural to focus it all on outside, on the cross, in the church, in the minister, in some, in other people. Other people must or could understand this better than me because the best I can be is a sinner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The best I can be is flawed. So I could not have Christ consciousness. I would never look within me for that. It wouldn't enter your mind if right. you're that, out of that it, vein. That right. It would never, I would never look within me for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. It would always be something that uh, really not even other people could have unless they were, you know, maybe someone who's ordained as close to having it or, or has the possibility of having it. But even then, knowing that they're human and that they are flawed as well, you know, then Christ consciousness really becomes something
1: that can only exist in Jesus. And so that isn't even available to me if I have that way of thinking. Exactly. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's that's how it seems to me. Yeah. So, and I think that a large number of people really believe that and walk that path and and it works for them because then they also say these 10 commandments are the, are the guide for my life and so i i will follow them to the best of my ability but it's not me trying to be in alignment or um have the same mind of Christ the same mind of God because you know that they that that really is as you said not available to me and it- i you know in my in when I look at that and I think about people I know who very strongly believe in that way and they live a very fabulous life following the ten commandments um and they're quite happy, then I have no judgment about no negative judgment about that because in essence, if I translate it in my terms and my understanding following the Ten Commandments is going to have you exhibiting, expressing the love of God in your daily interactions with people. So I would say you are living Christ consciousness. But who am I to put my label on them if they believe no that that's blasphemy, right? To say that I am equal to
1: Christ. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of different and I think that's true of truth it expresses in many different languages in many different ways. And that, you know, not yeah. just one expression of truth is the truth. That there's many expressions of it. And I guess for me, the litmus lit- lit- test, what do you call that? Litmus. Thank you. I didn't even know I knew that. Litmus. <laughs> How about that? Very good, Tracy. You haven't failed me yet.
0: Wow. To bail
1: me out when I don't know the word, but I want to know the word. So the litmus so yeah. test for me is is the person living a happy, joyous, free life in a loving manner, then poof, you know, whether it comes from some random religion that I've never heard of or some mainstream religion or 12-step programs or no religion or nature. You know, that to me, I guess, is how I look at, for me, the definition of mm-hmm. the person living a happy joyous and free life and, and responding to life out of love mm-hmm.
0: and being offering love in right. the way that you are being right offering consistently and you know consistently offering love out in in all of your interactions mhm
1: and there is something I think palatable. I know when I'm around someone that is really living out their inner expression of God, it's like um, there's a sense of something that comes from them that is very engaging. It's very welcoming, um, and it's it, it 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 kind of energetically pulls me to them. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have that experience. You smiled. I thought you might have like an example of some uh, something like that. No, no, no. But yeah, but that is really, I think, another way that I can get a sense of people is is when I'm just first meet them. I kind of get an energetic feel for them. And by the sum, same kind of idea, there there are some people that I first meet and they kind of scare me. <laughs> Me. Is, that about me. Right, right,
0: right. is that about them or is that about you? Yeah, I'm thinking it's all about me, Probably about me. I mean, that's what uh, makes that a whole, yes, a the whole street. We are not going to go. Oh, go. So back in the beginning of the show, you said that you might want to talk about the difference between consciousness yes. and
1: Christ consciousness. Yes. So now would be my time. Yeah,
0: about we, yeah, we're running uh, down into the last ten minutes of the show. So.
1: You know, because I, I always get confused with the term like awaken and transformation in these terms, you know, and in consciousness. If I'm conscious, then I'm living a conscious life. Is that that seems to me to be a more active or more aware or more awakened, transformed, and... Um, then when I add the term Christ Consciousness, it seems like it, it seems to define it in a more spiritual way. And I, I don't know. So
0: you, you're a trained therapist. All the way through school. <laughs> and so in we talk about consciousness. Uh-huh you know, your conscious choices versus your subconscious choices or unconscious choices. Right. And so that applies to whether you're choosing and thinking versus whether you're just reacting, responding without thought or choice. Right. Kind of, I mean, roughly. Yes. And so we can act out of consciousness without it being Christ-consciousness. Yes, yes. So I'm consciously choosing um, that it's after Labor Day and so I'm not going to wear white shoes (laughs) or I'm not going to wear white suits. Mother would be proud. So that's consciousness, but it has nothing to do with Christ consciousness. Now I'm thinking of all these examples that are where Christ consciousness is in the lead. So you went to visit your sister, and I consciously chose to be your backup and go to the church every morning to open it at 7 a.m. for those people who might want to come meditate at 7. And... That was consciousness, but it was definitely Christ consciousness. Uh huh. Of this would be a loving and supportive thing to do, both for my friend Leslie and for the spiritual community. Yes. You know, and modeling that, you know, this is important, the sense of community is important, and the practice of meditation is important, and choosing to support that. Um, you know, very much of what would, you know, what would Jesus do? What would Christ do? What what is what would love do? Um, so the consciousness part of that that was not necessarily Christ consciousness was, hmm, that means I have to get up at 5.45 a.m. <laughs> I am so not, that's that's just, not no, that is not right, you know, consciousness of, Hmm, if I make this choice, this is what it means. This is what I have to do. This is not what I want, and then still choosing to do it because the Christ consciousness was bigger, right. had more weight, and made me back up in terms of Tracy ego, right. Tracy human. Right. And then, I, and of course, because I made it from the Christ made the decision from the Christ consciousness, I had an absolutely fabulous experience doing it. Uh
1: huh. Uh huh. That is true. That's a litmus test when we act out of Christ consciousness. We're never really disappointed. Even if the outcome isn't what we thought it was going to be, it's it's always something of of good. At some point. At some point. <laughs> Hang on, baby. Don't give up. Sorry, Hang on. I just had to add that, isn't that
0: right? that's the ego. That's good, that's The ego out. Yeah, sooner or later. I may not be able to see it right now, but <laughs> I know. I yes, I know.
1: There is good. Good must come of this. Yes. And you know, you talk about the psychology of things. In the twelve-step programs. The first step is awareness. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that's a psychological journey too. You know, people come and, and they're so stuck in the pattern of being a victim, or stuck in the pattern of being an abuser, or stuck in the pattern of being whatever that that human experience has been that they're not even aware when they first start therapy sometimes of what really is going on, what their part of it is. And so to become aware of the, you know, become conscious of my consciousness, you know, that's a huge, aware of my consciousness, that's a huge first step. I don't know that you can get anywhere near living in choice until you get to that point of awareness of what the choice is. Have been up until now, you kind of claim or own your own own your own consciousness instead of making it about life or the boss or the spouse or the dog,
0: right, which was a great reminder for me too that that whole sense of being a victim of other people's actions and choices um, yeah it is about. It can only happen when I have a consciousness of being in reaction to mm. others. That my only, everything I am, everything that I do is in reaction to other people. So if I'm someone who, um, I mean, I, I, when my house was broken into, I mean, that was not a good outcome. That I mean, that was not a good experience in, in the terms of human good. Um, I, you know, felt violated, of sure. course. I had the questions about safety, but I did not, it was like I noticed that, but I did not feel, I did not become a victim in life awesome. as a result of that. Right. It was like, okay, this is what happened. I can't pretend it didn't. I can't do a spiritual bypass. No, it just seems like my house was broken into, (laughs) but no, it really wasn't, you know. It seems like there were three police officers going through (laughs) my house. It seems like the crime lab was out, but it really didn't happen. I mean, that's crap, you know. Yes, it did happen. Yes, I felt a little unsure. Now, what can I do about it, and what's mine to do? You know, and how, what do I do to let go of this and not live in fear right. every day for the rest of my life? Right. So there's a difference between, quote, unquote, being a victim of a crime and being a victim for the rest of your life. Yes. You know, Someone who's raped, yes, that happened. And right. yes, they're, quote, unquote, a victim of someone else's choices, but you don't have to be a victim for the rest of your life. Is
1: that I think your suffering is coming to on? To you. There you go, show like number 36.
0: There you go. Well, this is show number 31. That's crazy. In five
1: weeks we will be talking about suffering. <laughs> we have to suffer until we can talk about it. Oh, well, I'm just not uh, wanting
0: to change the shows that are already scheduled. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Oh, um, and, you know, it's interesting to me watching people come to therapy that are stuck in something, like you said, a a violent act of 30 years ago or a marriage that ended badly 20 years ago or a job that, you know, was lost five years ago. And that many times we make the choice to stay in that mode and kind of replay that. You know, life done me wrong, and I can certainly, I have seen the value of that in my life in the past, and um, it is an extraordinary thing just taking that first step of consciousness and stepping into, you know, I have choices today Yeah. that I don't have to be the same tomorrow because of something that happened 15 years ago, and... Um, You know, it's fascinating to watch people get that aha. And it's almost like, my goodness, how could you not see that? (laughs) How is that not obvious that you don't have to be in the pain of a marriage that ended 27 years ago? But it's really interesting to watch people just get that first awareness of, oh, my goodness, I am continuing to carry this. It's my daily consciousness. It's my daily choice. And it is not it's working pain, for me, right? So on the website Beyond
0: Prayer and dot com um there's an article by Gail Gupton and it's called Christ Consciousness and it starts with a definition. Christ Consciousness is the full conscious awareness of the total presence of God. Christ consciousness is what Jesus embodied. Or in fact, Jesus was born with the Christ, the total of awareness of God within. And in explaining the Christ is not a man, but is something within all mankind. That she defines Christ as the awareness of truth. So oh. you know, Jesus. Uh, well, end of quote because a lot of times when i was growing up i thought huh. jesus christ was like jesus was his first name and yeah christ i was just kind of uh huh his last name uh huh but really you know when you do read in the bible it's jesus the christ the or christ. or jesus christ becomes a shortened form form of jesus the christ and the christ you know is about that awareness of truth and so i love this um You know, that Jesus was born with the Christ. And in fact, you know, all of us have that within us, that conscious awareness of truth. So it just, I mean, this jumped out at me because of the comment you made earlier about the shift from looking outside to releasing that awareness that's deep within each one of us that relates to expressing that full awareness of God right. in that sense is the Christ Consciousness.
1: You know, as you're thinking, I just thought, that's so funny. Was Christ a word before Jesus? I was <laughs> trying to Google the definition of Christ. That might be for another day. But anyway, I liked this conversation about Christ Consciousness. And the idea that it, it exists within each of us. And next week we're going to be talking about stillness. Oh, that's a good yeah. And that's that's the way for me. That's how I found my Christ consciousness was through stillness. I had to stop myself. So that's a good tag. Yeah. And between now and then, if you want a daily reminder
0: about looking at God in your day, please visit us at GodInMyDay.com. And until next week... Say
1: yes to spirit.